Welcome to Grow Your Influence, leadership conversations for business owners and managers. Whether you own a business and have a team, or leadership is part of your role, welcome, you're exactly where you need to be. Join co-hosts Juliet Robinson and Christy Lee Billet for their regular conversations on all things leadership. No corporate jargon, no textbook ideologies, just real life experience unpacked in a relaxed way to help you be your best boss and lead your team with confidence, clarity, and control. This is Grow Your Influence. Let's dive in. Juliet, hello. Great to chat to you again. Christy Lee, nice to see you. Yes. How are you? You have something exciting coming up in the next week or so that you are working on, don't you? I do. It's been a busy time. So, yes, I'm excited to get this out into the world and um, share it with everybody. Yes. Fantastic. Now, what Juliet is referring to is a very special brand new masterclass that she's running next week. And she's going to tell you a little bit more about it later in today's episode. But if you lead people in your business um, or you work for an organization where you are a leader or a manager, it is a masterclass that I'm going to recommend that you do not miss. And she's going to cover a whole range of things, including the topic that we are chatting about today, which is dealing with high conflict people. Mm, Yeah, this is a biggie, Mm. isn't it really? Because we've all had those people in our lives. And in fact, I think I have a family member, luckily he doesn't live near us, but uh, who is one of these people, you know, those people who are always looking for an argument Mm. and who are actually energised by arguments. They don't want to have a conversation. Mm. They want to get people a bit riled and they want to be able to object to things and really um, engage with conflict. Yeah, yeah. And mm. if you've had these people in your team, you don't forget about them in a hurry. No. They, they no. are just tricky characters to have around because they just seem to stir the pot for what most of us consider no good reason. I mean, I'm, mm. I'm all in for a bit of conflict when it's about, you know, challenging the status quo and making sure we're thinking laterally and considering yes. all the options. But when it's high conflict, really for the sake of high conflict and nothing more, mm. do I admit I do struggle with these people. And, look, I think we all do, unless you yourself are energised by that sort of interaction. I think we all do. And and I think that's right. I mean, these are people who are going with the conflict just for the sake of it. So it's not that productive conflict um, where we're all trying to get the best outcome. This really is that sort of argumentative conflict. So there's a guy in um, America, Bill Eady, who... um, who came up with this theory, who sort of identified that there are these, these people who he called high-conflict people mm. and came up with an approach. Um, so I, was, I, th- I thought we could just talk through that this morning because I think it's really interesting. So his approach, he's got, it's, you know, four words are the keys to it. So it's BIF, B-I-F-F, and it's brief, informative, friendly and firm. So I just wanted to sort of let's toss that around a bit because I think um, dealing with difficult people anyway um, encapsulates some of the things he recommends. But the difference with high-conflict people is often you're dealing with people who really don't want to connect and perhaps don't really have that empathy and they're looking to defeat you all the time. They're not looking for a solution or a compromise. Um, So if we talk, I mean, brief, you know, they're not listening. He talks about sticking to major points. So don't try and have a discussion about other things. What he says is that these people will often flip between points to try and distract you. Mm. 
Yes. Particularly if they feel like you're getting somewhere. You know that feeling? Absolutely. And I, do you know, as soon as you said brief, it was like a light bulb moment because when mm. I'm sort of coaching clients, I'm having conversations with their team members who might be a little bit like this. One of the things I say to them is just stick to the points and don't, don't say anything else. Don't ramble. Don't go off track because they see that opportunity yes. and they'll jump on it. And it's so, and, and I think yeah. sometimes we as just human beings question that brevity and try and pad the conversation yes. out way yes. more than we should and it actually can really turn against us and this is obviously mm. one of those examples i think so and i think we often try to to give people lots of information around a point or talk about why we're doing it or how it could happen or whatever yes and his advice is just keep it really simple just have a few major points and be really clear um, about those and just keep trying to bring this person back to those points so that they don't derail the conversation, mm. um, which I think is a really important one. And, and look, it goes with the next one, informative, where he talks about just talk about facts. So the minute you start talking about values-based stuff, so opinions or how you think it will impact people and those sorts of things, he says that they'll just jump on that. That's just fodder. So stick to the facts as things that are much harder to argue with. Um, treat it as a sort of information exchange. So, yeah. you know, you're not trying to have a really well-rounded conversation <laughs> with a high-conflict person. You're trying to get a few points across and manage the conversation. And I think, I mean, you know, we all know these people, they suck the energy from us yes. because you have to be so focused on just getting through the conversation. And I think sometimes that's what it feels like, doesn't it? It's just like, oh, I've just got to get through this and get out the other end, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think sticking to those key points um, yeah. and that's it, interesting, information exchange. So this is not about asking for opinions or talking about feelings no, or no. It's about I'm telling you what I need you to hear and, yep. and that's it kind of thing. Absolutely, yes. Yep, and we're not going to go into any of that other stuff. And, and I think they're not going to is what he's saying. So he mm. says we shouldn't because it just oh. gives them somewhere another rabbit hole to go down basically and another thing to argue against right so okay. yeah feeding into the fact that they're not empathetic and that they're they're not they have no interest in those the yeah. fluff that goes with it right yeah. It. yeah 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 interestingly his third one is friendly and i think this is interesting because really what he is saying is don't try and be too friendly um <clears throat> okay often they'll see that as suspicious as you trying to sort of get one over on them um, they don't want to be friends. So don't try, you know, with difficult people generally, um, we can try and warm to them um, and, and we can try and appeal to their empathy um, and we can have empathy for them. They, these people tend not to have that empathy. Um, so they're not going to warm in the same way. So I think what I took from what Bill says and certainly from my experiences is don't try and be too friendly. Right. You know, and don't try and um, just keep it professional, keep it really neutral and professional in terms of your tone and the mm -hmm. way you deliver it. The minute we get angry, of course, that feeds into them as well. They've had a success then. They've had a win. Yeah, and that's what so they want. They managing your emotions is going to be really important with mm. these people. Mm. Um, but, yes, but keep it. try and keep it really neutral and keep coming back to those facts and coming back to um, the main points. 
Um, and, and then firm is his last one. Yeah. So, and then I think this is where preparation comes in. And we know that anytime you're dealing with somebody who's difficult, that preparing for the conversation and knowing exactly what you want out of it yeah. is really critical. Um, but he says that, that they will try and deflect you. And this is this, you know, as I said in the first point, it's flitting around. They'll try and direct the conversation. So they'll jump on something that works for them mm. and try and drive that point. And we need to be able to bring it back to the points we want to manage. Yeah. Um, and they'll look for weakness. So yeah. the minute you, you don't have a fact lined up for them or you can't answer a question or, you you know, you choose not to for whatever reason or, or just if you prevaricate in some way and hesitate, they'll see that as weakness and jump on it. Yeah. And that can be tricky, you know. That's not all of our strength is to be that firm no. and have all the answers ready yeah. to go yeah. so being prepared is definitely important and also I think and and let me know if this is correct but if if someone in these conversations is trying to get us down a rabbit hole and off track is the best way to approach that to very directly say we're actually not here to discuss that today we're here to discuss this and be quite yes. direct. right yes yeah absolutely and keep bringing it back so that you maintain control of the conversation mm. because they will try and run it off down wherever they think there might be a weakness mm. or wherever they think they might have a strength, they'll try and run it down those paths. Or yeah. just to avoid what we actually need to deal with, they'll just go down yeah. the rabbit hole for that purpose. And yeah. your point about emotion I think is so important and it's, you know, it is advice I give all the time as well to say just remove the emotion from the conversation. I understand you're yeah. angry and you're upset yeah. and you're frustrated. They can't see any of that. They've just mm. got to see strong, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just factual and, yeah. and that's it. And I think sometimes we confuse the fact that these conversations are going to be short and that brevity that we spoke about as meaning we didn't spend long enough on it, but that's not necessarily the case because if mm. we start to try and just make time and, and use time, that's when we might come undone, I guess, in terms of leaving ourselves open. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, when you normally when you're dealing with somebody who's difficult or having those sort of difficult conversations, there's usually an element of where we say, look, I understand that this is difficult for you or I understand you're really attached to the issue or whatever it is or I can see this is a really emotional thing. With people who lack empathy, that approach is not going to work at all. They're going to uh, probably become more um, frustrated and angry about that because they'll see that as you trying to um, soften them up a bit, you know, trying to get around them in some way. Mm. So it really is about just keep coming back to the facts and just a few of them. Mm. Yeah, and not allowing this conversation to blossom and get out of control. And that's usually what happens, isn't it? With somebody who is this sort of high conflict person, they usually end up wearing us down. Yes. Because they run off on a whole lot of different ways and we're sort of left going, oh, God, this is just all too hard, you know. Yep, I'm just going to finish the conversation and yeah. end it without and getting what we needed to out of it. That's exactly right, and getting out of there. So, yeah. So, yes, I just think it's a really interesting approach. And I think these aren't the people, hopefully, we have to deal with every day. No. But there's certainly people we come across. And I think being able to manage that and not feeling daunted by it, 
just recognising what it is and recognising what you're dealing with and being able to go, okay, right, we're just going to keep it brief, we're going to keep it neutral, you know, um, we're going to stick to a couple of main points and we're going to get out of here, you know, and keep that focus on it. I think that if you can do that, you kind of you keep the initiative mm. and you feel at least that you've done what you can. Yeah. So even if you don't get where you need to go, you've done all you can to try and corral that. And Absolutely. sometimes that's sometimes that's all we can do, really, isn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> Look, it is. And I think, you know, being really clear on the outcome you want and just being focused on that is, yeah. is also going to be really uh, beneficial to getting the best possible outcome. And, and like you said, yes. it may not be the, you know, the outcome we wished for, yeah. but the best possible outcome under the scenario. And these people are tricky. There's no doubt. And I, I really like this acronym in terms of having a framework mm. to work with because I think it, it what it really showed me is, oh, this is what they are going to do. We can sort of be prepared that we know this is what they're going to do. So we're not caught off guard by that. Yes, yeah. And I think, look, I think this is particularly useful if you are at all values-based in the way you make decisions mm. because you're going to tend to be looking for a connection with people mm. and you're looking for harmony, you know. And I think um, for more analytical people, it's not so difficult to have really factual conversations where you're not trying to connect. Mm. But I think if you have any sort of values-based decision-making going on, I think it can be really hard to deal with these people because they do, they just wear you down yeah. and they don't want to connect. You know, they're not looking for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So frustrating on many levels if that's, you know, yes. I think it's the majority of us. So yes, it's exactly. Tricky. Yes. It's tricky. Well, I love, I, love I love that acronym. Thank you for sharing that's, that with no, us. No, that's all right. I thought and it was a goodie. Yeah, we yes. can all take that and, and use that definitely. Yeah. And you're going to be covering BIF amongst other yes. things in your masterclass next week. Tell us a little about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a masterclass on dealing with difficult people. So Good topic. Um, yeah, absolutely. So this is part of it. But we'll be dealing with, we'll be talking about um, really some of the key things you see from difficult people, some of those behaviours and how to manage our responses to them because we all have these sort of almost automatic responses when people are difficult around us. So if we can understand that and manage it, um, it's really powerful. But also um, I'll be talking, I've got sort of seven strategies and you don't use them all at once, obviously, but a bit of a toolkit um, to help you disrupt behaviours, you know, disrupt the patterns that we have for dealing with people who are difficult so that you can keep control of the situation. Because I think what happens so often is that particularly when we're dealing with difficult people pretty regularly, you know, in our team or whatever, mm. we just get into a bit of a pattern and we lose control of the mm. situation. We lose control of the conversation. And they tend to then take a bit of control often of the, the team culture mm -hmm. and sometimes of the narrative. Mm. And so taking some of that back is really important. Absolutely. So, you know, I'll be talking about some strategies and some tools and just... Um, they're really, they're, some of them sound really simple, but they're incredibly effective. And we'll talk about some examples, some, you know, real-world examples um, from people I've worked with and um, situations I've been in. And I think these days, I mean, even things like trying to get people back into the office mm. is bringing out some of these things. And 
I think we can, there's lots of strategies we can use to deal yeah. with these things. Um, and, and we'll talk about virtual teams and hybrid teams too, how you deal with difficult people when you're not actually face-to-face because that's tricky. So, challenge. yes, it, it's, um, I, look, I think this is one of those things that we as leaders find challenging and it saps our energy. Mm. You know, I think dealing with difficult people, often it's a thing you're thinking about as you head into work, you often take it home with you, you know, you know that feeling? Absolutely. I always say yeah. if someone's, if you're up at night thinking about a staff member, then uh, you need to sort out that problem. That should not be yeah. what you're up at night worried about. That's exactly right. So really this is a bit of a toolkit to help you deal with these things and feel like you can um, deal with them with confidence. You know, so when somebody's difficult, you just know how to deal with it. You're not worrying about what do I do and how do I make this work? So, yeah, so that's the idea. So, yes, next uh, next week, uh, March the 2nd. 2nd we'll of March, yes. 4 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, that's I believe. Right. Yes. And if people, so this is online, so wherever you are, yes. all around the world, you are welcome to join in. So how do people register to be part of the Masterclass? So we'll put the link in the show notes uh, with this and it'll be on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And um, the address is very long, so I won't try and say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but we'll put it in the notes. And if you're listening to this after the masterclass has happened, you can still um, click on that and let us know if you're interested and we can find a way to get you um, a copy of that or at least some notes about it. Beautiful. That's mm. wonderful. So yeah. highly recommend it. Juliet is a master in this space. So you. get your tool. I think it, I love the idea of a toolkit as well and gaining that control. So yeah. I think it's just such an important mm. thing that we need to do. So 4 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on the 2nd of March 2022. Go ahead and register by the link in the show notes or if you head over to the Grow Your Influence Facebook page, we'll also have the link there for you. Perfect. Yes, thank you. And yes, I love the toolkit because, and I think for me, it's as leaders, if we have a toolkit, we can go and just find the tool we need and the situation. You know, it's like, oh, now I need a spanner. Yes. And actually, this is not a job for the spanner. I need that kind of screwdriver. You know, it's that sort of thing. And I think if we have a toolkit, it just becomes an automatic thing where we just go, oh, I know how to deal with that. Yep. You know, so I think, yeah. Yeah, I love the toolkit too. So, Perfect. All right. Well, look, um, get along to the masterclass and Juliet and I will be back in a fortnight with a brand new episode. Thanks, Christy Lee. Lovely to see you. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a rating, comment and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to recommend us to a friend. We also love hearing suggestions for topics or guest speakers that you would love to hear from. The best way to reach us to give us those suggestions is over on our Facebook page. Simply head to Facebook and search Grow Your Influence. See you there.